3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, Cajun Cannon, unfortunately,
4: it is the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and we got nothing to be thankful for this game day after the black and gold go down hard in Atlanta. 24-15, Saints now 5-6 and six on the season. Atlanta also uh, has reached that mark, snapping their skid. They are also 5-6, and six, taking the lead in the NFC South.
5: Well, um, if you look at it, it's a the bad division. And everybody is in the middle of the pack or mediocre. uh, But we're not even in the middle of the pack. We're at the bottom of the pack. To not take advantage of this, I don't know, uh, you know, you know we need a bye week? We need a bye week now because everybody's freaking hurt. You know, like we had to bye. Everyone wants to get healthy. Now we're going to play the Lions and you got uh, significant or key players that are banged up. No excuses. No, this is garbage. I mean, all I know is uh, you're not winning any games if you don't score in the red zone. You know, I, I would say you don't have to go five for five. Uh, can you go three for five? What I, mean, I mean by touchdowns. I'm not talking about field goals. Not making groupie uh, the player of the game. He had a chance to go six for six. But, uh, you know, to go 0-5 in the red zone, 0-1 uh, goal-to-go scenarios, no, it- it- it's unacceptable. I mean, we have to wait and see what's going to happen. But you look at the Falcons, where they're at right now. You know, they didn't have no momentum. Uh, They had lost three straight. But, you know, uh, you can turn your season around quickly. Uh, Now they're 3-0 in the NFC South with a win. So you look at tiebreakers, what's going to come around, I still think. It's a a dim light. It's still a light at the end of the tunnel. It's dim, but I still think it's going to come down to The last game of the season in the Mercedes-Benz, I mean the Mercedes, in the Caesars Superdome, whoever wins that game is going to win the NFC South. I still think that. I'm still a little bit optimistic that that's how meaningful that game is going to come. So whether it's Atlanta hosting a playoff game or whether the Saints hosting a playoff game, doesn't mean you could do anything. You might get waxed like Tampa Bay got waxed last year by the Cowgirls. But you got to the postseason now. I don't think any moves would be made. I think truly for moves to be made, that you want the Saints to fall on their face. Uh, fall on their face. Now, if we don't do anything, I don't know how Dennis Allen uh, can stick around. But if you'd end up winning the NFC South and hosting the game, no, there ain't no changes. Now, you might change Sneaky Pete and the offensive coordinator, but Dennis Allen's not going nowhere. So Dennis Allen is playing for his job. But what's going to occur against the Lions? what's going to occur on a schedule that is so favorable you think on paper how can we not win but maybe we're we not even middle of the pack maybe we're at bottom of the pack who knows what's going to occur i don't know all i know is playing in atlanta now not even looking at um you know uh not even looking at uh, the playoff games you know uh we had a 54 to uh, a 53 edge now, uh, we played 108 times, and it it's now 54-54. to 54. So, again, flip a coin. Are we going to win? Uh, we might win. It's 50-50. And that's what occurred in 108 times we played. Now, it was very discouraging. We've had uh, Atlanta's number as of late. Always say this since 2006. We're 24-10 and 10, uh, since 2006 against the Dirty Birds. Now we're 24 at eleven, we hadn't lost a game in the ATL since 2017. Well, we can't say that no more. And if you look at it uh, in games in Atlanta, boy, you know you want to have an impressive road schedule. Uh, where now we're 27 and 28. We're 27 and 27 uh, coming in, into this game, and we had one. Uh, we were looking to win seven straight in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, well, that got broken. Uh, we won six now. Now we cannot say. So it's a lot of negative things uh, that transpired in this game. Uh, now, instincts, I think he's still an old man. But Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, I, I got to give him credit coming away with two takeaways. Do you know uh, uh, the last 10 seasons? So a decade. He's second in the NFL, only behind everyone heard of Marcus Peters, right? Marcus Peters has 33 interceptions. Honey Badger has 32. He's second in the NFL. Now, I, I still think maybe there's a little more negative than positive, but he still has ball instincts. In the old days, maybe when he intercepts that ball, it's like a punt return, like when he played for LSU or whatever, and he takes it to the house. Kind of like uh, the Falcons took it to the house. But th- that was an open field. He, he should have a, a pick six in that regard uh, when that came about. But looking at, um, like I said, you can look at the total yards and all that. But uh, you know where we're not good? And this was one thing we can hang our hat on. We were amongst the best third-down defense. Well, not today. We gave up 50%. They were four of eight. And um, that's one area, you know, we take away the football. We have to take in. Uh, but we were not good in that area on third down. Uh, like I mentioned before, the red zone, no, you, you got to score. Uh, I'm not saying you got to be perfect, but you can't be 0 for 5. Uh, and how about Atlanta running the ball? I don't know. Uh, do, you, do you think we could stop Atlanta from rushing? All I know is they averaged 5.5 yards a run in the first half. Well, when the game ended, they averaged 5.6. So basically, uh, they are right at 5.5 uh, uh, yards. Uh, uh, okay, well, let's get rid of David on Yamada and Shai Tuttle. That's why we can't stop the run. Uh, what? Uh, Well, they they averaged 5.5 yards, 5.6 yards of carry, and they get 228 total yards. They thought, you know what? We can run against the Saints. Uh, They ain't stopping us. Now, we finally was keeping pace a little bit because we ended up averaging 5.3. We had 148 uh, total yards. But I look in the first half, how the tone was set. We averaged what we average uh, normally during, like, low— like 2.8, 3.2. We averaged 2.8 in the first half, and they were at uh, five and a half yards total, like I said. Now, turnover margin, I think the way we're playing, we have to be opportunistic. Uh, now, we were zero. One minus, one negative, I mean, one positive. So, we end up being zero in the turnover margin. Now, we're uh, plus six for the season. Uh, uh, you look, uh, when, I, when I look at, like, the turnovers, okay, the interception. There's different kind of interceptions. Uh, If an interception occurs in the red zone and you're about to score, because that's points off the board, whether you're kicking a field goal or a touchdown, and then you give up a touchdown, uh, a pick six? No, you you want to talk about the the momentum and and how uh, the game swings. I mean, uh, you cannot have that. Now, uh, I thought the difference in the game, and you know I love Taysom Hill. I love Taysom Hill. But for some reason, he's had outstanding games. Uh, it's a big sample size, uh, 12 career games, now 13 career games against Atlanta. He's done well. He had 81 total yards today. But you know one thing he's always done? He has fumbled against the damn Falcons. Jason Hill has fumbled against the Falcons. The score, it was two seconds left in the third quarter. The score was 14-9. to It looks like, we're going to get a touchdown. You know, you say automatic extra point. We're going to be up 16 uh, to 14. Not so fast. Uh, Momentum change. So when I look at when that occurred, I said, Steve, that's not good. Uh, The way this game is flowing, uh, I knew we'd be behind the eight ball uh, when that occurred. I'm looking at Alvin Kamara. He ended up with 119 total yards. He finally had a good average running the football at 4.6. Taysom was at uh, 3.7. Taysom was kind of like feast or famine when he was running the ball. Like he had those like 10 yard bursts and runs, but he ran the ball seven times. So now we have two losses. Uh, we don't just have one loss. So it's, it's either 17 and two or 18 and two now when Taysom Hill runs the ball uh, uh, seven yards or more. Now uh, Chris Olave. Then it seemed like Chris Olave was getting off. Okay, but that was in the first half. And then, I don't know, they knocked him out. Uh, I mean, he went out of bounds. Uh, I guess he hit the ground too hard. I mean, uh, stuff like that happens. I mean, he had seven catches, 114 yards in the first half. Well, he ended up with seven catches, 114 yards for the game. That's a good game, but he had that in the first half. Uh, Taysom Hill caught a couple of balls, 55 yards. Uh, Alvin Kamara, like I said, not only as a running back, getting 69 yards, but he had four catches for uh, uh, 50 yards. Now, B. B. John Robinson, when you could kind of compare him to Alan Kamara and you look at the production, well, they kind of canceled themselves out. Kamara had 119 total yards. Uh, Robinson had 123 total yards. But he averaged almost six yards a carry, and he had uh, 32 yards also receiving. To me, it's not like Desmond Ritter won the game for him. I mean, he had a touchdown, the two interceptions. He had a quarterback rating of 63. Derek Carr had, had a quarterback rating of 77. So there's nothing to write home about in, in that area. You know, the one thing that I've noticed, um, I think Induce mentions this, is do we tackle good enough a lot of times? Seems like we struggle. We need to do a better job of tackling. I mean, look, Carl Granis had led the team with 10 total tackles. Uh, Pete Werner had eight. Marcus May had eight. Um, But, you know, it's like nothing. It should be a linebacker or or your linebacker. And, you know, Pete Werner ended up having eight total tackles, seven unassisted. But it doesn't seem like uh, that we have any significant uh, playmakers. The guy that was a playmaker for them, and, uh, Steve, I had mentioned this before uh, the game, that uh, Bates. Remember, I told tell you about that cat, Jesse Bates, for them, and uh, uh, money well spent. I was going to
4: say he got paid big bucks, but it's turning out to be, like you said, a wise investment.
5: Well, uh, look at him. He came into the game, had a season high 13 tackles uh, before the bye. Uh, and that was his third game, 10-plus tackles. Well, you know what he did today? He had 12. He had 12 total tackles, a pick six, a forced fumble. Uh, you know, they were doing the peanut uh, Tillman punching it out. Look, we were lucky when Derek fumbled. Remember how we got that ball? Who landed on that? Jawan Johnson? Was it? Who, who, who? No, it was A.T. Uh, uh, a. A. Perry. A.T. Right. Perry recovered that fumble. That's luck. I mean, we got to protect the football more. But um, a very frustrating loss, to say the least. Now, does anybody think after Detroit next week, but it's the NFL, we're going to be 6-6. Six and six. I think the odds are, even though we're playing at home, we'll probably be 5-7. and seven. Then you're really behind the eight ball. And it puts a lot of pressure on the organization. But this is a game to control what you need to do in the NFC South. I said this in the pregame. You know, if the Saints beat Atlanta, and I thought Tampa Bay was going to lose to the Colts, didn't that happen? That happened. Okay, so the Saints beat Atlanta – Tampa Bay lose to the Colts. Uh, You'd have a two-game lead in the NFC South uh, with six games remaining. Uh, Not so fast. (laughs) The the Saints don't know how to be prosperous. They don't know how to succeed. I don't know. It's kind of like we want to cause all the hood nation an ulcer. I mean, uh, okay, we're going to be stressed out. But uh, a very disappointing performance because – Do you think Atlanta is really – I mean, I I think right now I would say Atlanta's kind of middle of the pack. We're not even in the middle of the pack. But that's why you can't say, oh, well, look at Atlanta. They're turning the corner maybe. No. You don't view Atlanta like the 49ers, the Eagles, or the dreaded cowgirls. No. You don't view them that way. And that's what's so discouraging uh, where we're at right now. You know what else – Okay, coming into the game, you know how many sacks we had? 18. Uh, how many sacks we had today? date? Uh, one or zero? I think we had zero, Steve. Uh, I thought we had one. Uh Bahu? Bahu. Who? who? had a sack? I don't think we had a sack. Tell me. No, you're right. Who we're, had a sack? Nobody had
4: You're right. It was the other way around. Derek Carr was sacked once. Yeah, Derek
5: uh, was sacked by some Ikebikitai. I, I don't even <laughs> say his name. No, Derek Carr was sacked. We didn't even sack. Uh, 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 we didn't even sack Ritter. No, I, I mean I'm looking at Ritter. He he is what he is. Uh, you can't say uh oh well we had a good performance. We hung in there like with Pat Mahomes or something. No, uh, very disappointing. And um, I'm telling you, the key to the game. And you know I, I I love Taysom Hill. I love me some Taysom Hill.
1: That fumble.
5: That fumble. <laughs> it occurred. We had the momentum. We're going to go up 16 to 14, uh, not so fast. And really, it's the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, when that is two seconds left in the third quarter. That's when that occurred. And uh, just very, uh, just very disheartening. It, 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 was, it was a discouraging loss because it's not like you're playing your rival and they're like the 49ers or the Eagles. The Falcons aren't that good, but maybe we're not that good. I, I'm, I'm trying to be honest and keep it real, where we're at right now. The NFC South is the NFC Douth. Uh, Tampa Bay lose. Carolina lose. No, it's good. It's good. is it going to be the same song and dance like last year? Maybe this might happen. Uh, didn't Tampa Bay win the NFC South with a losing record, 8-9? and nine? See, I can tell you right now, the NFL got to get this right in the future because you play NFC, AFC, and all that. If you have a losing record, you ain't hosting no damn playoff game. So to me, let's no say... No matter if you're the division winner or not. No matter what. Go by records. To me, like, for instance, whoever wins the NFC side of day eight and nine, and the other team... You have should to, be the visitor. Uh, yes. I mean, isn't that like uh, to reward a winner? So uh, you, oh, so we won our division. We should host a game. Why? You had a losing record. I mean, it's, it's like even when the NFC East was the NFC East. Remember a few years ago? No, you shouldn't be hosting nothing. Now, uh, now, if if you're the Saints and we host a playoff game, the organization wants that. But but to me, if you fair and truly truly competitive spirit, that uh, you you should be rewarded if you win to host a playoff game. Not like Tampa Bay last year, they were eight and nine and they host the game and they got waxed by the Cowgirls. Come on.
4: Let's pause 10 seconds in order for stations to identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Coming back to your calls on the Siroc Point After, want to hear from you, Who Nation, be right back after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome on into the Siroc Point After Siroc Ultra Premium vodka here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Saints going down in Atlanta 2415. Want to get to our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line. Hector in New Orleans, you are up first today, my man. How's it going, Hector?
6: Uh, Very disappointing, very disappointing, especially after a two-week layoff. I would have thought that the defense would have came out with a little bit more um, urgency. Amen. Amen. Since the beginning of the the year, the problem was going to be in the trenches. I mean, we've seen it week after week after week, and it's kind of disheartening for the coach to come out in this press conference to say, and what what week is this now, week 11, that we still have to figure things out and we still got to get better. Nah, that that should have well, been during the bye week. Well, well,
5: well, H- well Hector, what in the hell is uh, Dennis Allen chuckling in a post game press conference? I, exactly. I, I, exactly. I, I know you got to be somewhat lighthearted, but no, uh, you playing for your coaching life and you're going to chuckle or, or laugh at a media or a question or whatever? I mean, uh, we need more of woulda, coulda, shoulda speech. Uh, you know? Exactly. I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Come on. Go ahead. Yeah,
6: and another another thing, too, it just seems to me, and this is just my opinion, just looking at the game, look at the previous games, I don't know. I just kind of feel that some players, some of the players that we depended on for so long, it's just not not, not appearing. Cam Jordan, uh, Mario Davis, it just, you know, I mean, outside of um, what Tyrone Matthews did today, it looks like some players are just tuning out.
5: Well, I don't know if they're tuning out. They're just getting old. Uh, I mean, <laughs> And listen, uh, Tyron Matthew made a couple of plays, but did you see on that blitz uh, that uh, I, 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 stole, I told Steve that's a game plan mismatch. Uh, to me, I got to give Desmarit a lot of credit because when Robinson, did you see Demario out the backfield trying call, uh, guard uh, 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 Bijan Robinson? When, when, uh, when uh, now you got to put enough air under the ball, Ritter put enough air under that ball, and they burned Demario. I, I, I'm just saying that was like the saying. We, this was going to happen. This is what I think the Saints are going to do. And then, did you notice uh, uh, the coach, uh, Steve? Uh, uh, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith went up to Desmond Ritter and said, "And give him confidence." That's what I'm talking about. Right. That's exactly how we planned that, and it came to fruition. That's
4: what was frustrating too. You're seeing the Saints give Desmond Ritter that confidence, that swag. He starts walking around with. Did,
5: did we really hit him? No, did we hit him? Okay, I'm looking. Okay, uh, you know, you can look at sacks and all that. Uh, you know how many quarterback uh, hurries we had from the defensive line? <clears throat> zero. You know how many sacks we had? Wow, zero, zero pressure, uh, uh, zero sacks again. You know huh? the only one who had a pressure? Oh. We got a dollar up, Honey Badger. <laughs> Honey Badger? I mean, what about our D line? Uh, we got our ass whipped in the trenches. You know, when a lot of times the fans, you know, we, we follow the football. But when you break it down and, and look what's happening in the trenches, no, the, uh, the Falcons kicked our ass. Uh, they kicked our ass. And then when you simply have to look at it, uh, what are you talking about, Bobby? Okay, we get no? Okay, you might say, well, because uh, we were pinning our airs back, that's why we got gashed in the run and we were sacking them, putting pressure. No, not only did you not put pressure on the opposing quarterback, you did not stop the run, you, you, you didn't do anything. You didn't even do something that's been in your wheelhouse on third down. What's happened You, know, you to allow fifty percent. I, I don't know. And Dennis Allen's in charge of the defense. Hello, hello, no, no excuses. That uh, Dennis Allen needs to look in the mirror. Oh wow, defense is playing amongst the best. Uh, no, uh, we had a bye week. No, uh, then Dennis the Allen's feet needs to be held to the fire because he's the head coach, but he's the defensive coordinator. And if our defense is not our strength, our strength we have no strength. We have no strength. Now we're, we're no, we better than the Bears. Well, what the hell is that saying? No, we we like, we like at the bottom of the league. When we play the Bears, it's a slugfest. Who knows when we play the Giants down the road, What game, what's that going to be, 13-10? Uh, Whoever has the ball last maybe has a chance to kick a field goal. Would the Giants win today, 10-7? 10-7. No, when the Giants come to town, I expect that type game. (laughs) I mean, why would you expect anything different?
4: Uh, We'll be back with more of the Siroc Point after, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network.
5: Call from mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: It was the Dirty Birds. Atlanta Falcons winning at home, twenty-four to fifteen, over the Saints, dropping the black and gold to five and six on the season. Atlanta improved to five and six. Uh, the Buccaneers also falling to five and six on the season. So no, no, no they
5: they four and five, seven, five,
4: four and seven. Sorry, four so and yeah, seven, a bit of a, they
5: lost. The, the bit of a mishmash in the
4: NFC South.
5: Uh, yeah, no, because it's a bad division. It's like who wants to win it? Who's the first no one wants to claim uh, it. Who's the first team to get to eight wins? Oh, I mean, like a repeat of last year. Come on, it's garbage.
4: Bobby, we're going to get into what's bugging you about today's game. I'm sure there's a lot, but brought to you by J&J wow. Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. What's bugging you, Cannon?
5: Well, what's bugging me, because it's supposed to be the strength of our team, and, you know, we started out pretty good. Uh, now, the first half when I was encouraged, uh, and I said, Steve, I'm not saying we've got to force a three-and-out, but can we force them to punt? Well, guess what? Uh, our <laughs> offense went three-and-out, but their defense uh, went three-and-out on opening drive. So, so that was a positive. I said at least we didn't give up a, a, an opening drive for the opponent, give up a touchdown or a field goal. But what's bugging me, we gave up many, too many damn long runs. And I'm talking about splash plays, chunk plays. Coming into the game, we had given up 24 rushing plays that went for at least uh, 10 yards, 20-plus yards, 30-plus uh, yards. So we in the bottom half of the league. Like, I mean, gash. Well, I'm looking at uh, Bijan Robinson, a long gain. I'm just looking at the long gain, 17 yards. Algier, uh, 14 yards. Uh, Cardell Patterson, 12. Desmond Ritter, the quarterback, 16. So uh, – you think that ever happens against the Cleveland Browns? That might happen like one or two times in four games against Cleveland. I'm, no, I'm talking about uh, the best of the best, where they're at. So that's bugging me how too many chunk plays getting gashed in the run game. And obviously i got to combine this with not getting after the quarterback. Oh, well, Bobby, it's not just sacks. It's about quarterback mm-hmm. pressures. Uh Quarterback hits, quarterback hurries, Uh, but what if you're not getting sacks or quarterback hits or hurries, which we did not do? Zero sacks and only one quarterback hurrying. That was by Honey Badger the whole game. Well, did we expect anything different? Oh, we just added the the new Haitian Hmm. sensation in Jason Pierre-Paul. Again, he's an old warrior. I mean, he's trying to come on board. You know, you know who else hasn't done anything in the rotation? There's no way they're bringing him back. Passing yo. 10-0 passing yo. What, what, what has he done? What has he done in the rotation? What has Cam Jarn done? The only one who's done anything is Carl Grandison, who led the team in tackles with 10 total tackles, but he didn't even get a sack. So there's nothing to write home about. Do you know we came into this game The Saints average 1.8 sacks per game. So you can round it off to two sacks. Is towards the very bottom of the league. We're only better than uh, the Bears and the Giants. Oh, the Giants won today 10-7. Well, what are the Giants and the Bears uh, record when you look at it? And you don't think affecting the the opposing quarterback makes a difference? And I'm talking about sacks. I'm talking about getting freaking sacks. Look how many sacks the damn Ravens have. The Ravens have enough sacks basically at the midway point uh, what you want for the whole season. It shows you how legit they are. So that's why, you know, you could say, well, Derek Carr and the offense and all that, but that's supposed to be a strength with Dennis Allen. Uh, not so fast. Now, did he miss Ryan Nielsen that much? We've f- fallen off the cliff as far as getting after the opposing quarterback. For sure. Uh, okay, Desmond Ritter, I, I still view him... He hasn't even played a complete season. He's like a virgin out there. So we don't sack him? And then he's playing with a little confidence. All of a sudden, he has seven attempts, uh, 30 yards rushing, had a long gain of 16. The Desmond Ritter uh, look rattled out there? And even threw a couple of interceptions. So, uh, I mean, Steve, okay, last year when they played here, uh, he didn't even throw. (laughs) uh, He threw for under 100 yards. Right. Well, oh, he must have really burned us. He threw for 168 yards. I mean, I mean, it wasn't magical. You know what's magical? Them running the damn football. Uh, th- that's very humbling. That Gosh, city, uh, right? When, uh, uh, when the Saints knew they were gonna run and they couldn't stop them. I, I th- remember what I told you before the game in the pregame they'll have 30 rushing attempts. I'm telling you right now because they think they can run against the Saints now. Uh, that kept running at the end to keep that lead, milk the clock, they ended up having forty one rushing attempts. I-, I knew that was gonna happen. Even
4: Ritter I look and I see thirty yards rushing. That wasn't, you know, anything outstanding, but I feel like a few of those came up in key situations to turn into first downs.
5: Without a doubt. It seems like that always happened. Always, uh, it right. happened like, against Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield, who can't even freaking run. <laughs> uh, it was like a two or three third down situations. He just squirms around, uh, first down. It was kind of like we went You remember old Chucky uh, Fitzmagic? <laughs> you remember when Fitz Magic even did that back? Always oh, kind of worming his way through. And What? He got a first down? No, well, we have not been able to contain quarterbacks, uh, w- w- which is was terrible. Uh, I mean, uh, now, okay we play the Lions and Jerry Goff, don't tell me Jerry Goff is going to have 30-plus yards rushing. I know he doesn't want to run. Now, he might. Who knows? He might be like Baker Mayfield. It might be the ha- end of days if that's happening. And have positive yards because he doesn't want to run. He wants to do play action, make plays in the pocket. And you know what You know what I'm telling you is going to happen right now? I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions don't kick out. But let me tell you why. Two things. With all the injuries we have right now, and the Lions got uh, humbled. They, they got too high on the hog, how they were feeling. They ate too much damn turkey or whatever before Thanksgiving. And th- th- the Packers whooped them in the trenches. And that never happens against the Lions. So you don't think they got humbled and they going to want to respond? I don't know what the point spread is going to be uh, in New Orleans but I guarantee I'd be surprised if the Lions don't bounce back.
4: Dennis Allen and the Saints will certainly have to watch out for their kneecaps.
5: Oh, yeah. They're going to be biting or breaking them or whatever.
4: We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. All right, let's get back into our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Let some of our hoodats vent out there. We got Zoe in Dallas wants to talk about Derek Carr. How you doing, Zoe? Zoe, you with us?
5: Hey, Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. Hey, how you doing, man? hey, Zoe, what you got from Dallas? Hopefully you're not man. a Cowgirl fan uh, and that you're representing the that Nation in the DFW.
2: Oh, yeah, man. I'm born and raised from New Orleans, man, right off of Franklin Avenue, man. All right. Who that? Uh, <laughs> uh The definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing over and over, man. This thing with Derrick Carr, man, we see what he's going to give us. But Jamie Winston comes in, it seems like he give us the spot. It seems like the
5: offense be willing to play for him. Do you think we're going to see Jamie Winston this season? Are we going to die with Derek yeah. Carr like uh, did? I think we might die with Derek Carr. You might see Jameis Winston if Derek Carr gets another concussion or his shoulder or something like that. But, but as far as uh, just to say we're going because we want to spark, are we going to go with Jameis Winston or with Derek Carr? There's reasons why uh, Derek yeah, Carr is yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're paying him too much money. So He's the quarterback for uh, this year and next year. I don't know, about 2025. But Derek Carr is the quarterback he, right now. Now, with Jameis? Even, even it, if we can't win with him. Even if we can't win even with if, him. Ride or die. Even, even if we can't win with him. They, uh, what they'll do is next year, they'll, uh, they, they'll. I think, if you don't win, let's say uh, that we, we go on a losing streak, that they're going to change the coaches, and they're going to stick with Derek Carr because what they have invested in him. I'm just talking about the business of pro football, where we're at. Now, the one thing with Jameis Winston, it could be feast or famine. J- J- Jameis Winston's chucking it. He's throwing it. I'm going to put it in God's hands, whatever, and I might get a touchdown or I might get an interception. And a lot of times coaches don't like that instability that occurs with Jameis. Uh, but but uh, l- look at Jameis and the plays he made, both positive and negative against the Vikings, compared uh, to Derek Carr against the Vikings when Derek Carr got knocked out. At least Jameis was exciting, you know, what occurred. But I'm just telling you, so... That is what I think is going to happen. Now, all I know is our run defense, uh, Derek Carr don't play. Uh, uh, he's not part of the run defense and how we were getting gash. So uh, now this is unacceptable. Uh, Derek Carr will tell you this. Now, even though, even though he threw for 304 yards, he had a quarterback rating of 77, zero touchdowns, one interception. You know, he's in the red zone. Now, now he's trying to fit the ball in there. Uh, You can't have a a pick six. Uh, But, um, you know, it's all about uh, winning football. And Derek Carr right now is the guy uh, for 2023, for 2024, now 2025. Now, if I get looking at Crystal Ball. Jaden Daniels. uh, Yes. (laughs) I I, I can tell you right now. Now, I don't know what could happen, but I'm just going to give you an example about, uh, like, the future, Okay, and Derek Carr could be the immediate future, but not uh, the future future, if that makes sense. No, I, I don't even know if right? that's even a, a right word, but anyway. I understand you somehow. <laughs> it, it would be like this. It'd be like, you know how the Chiefs had Alex Smith? Alex Smith was very stable quarterback, right? right? Okay, they drive Pat Mahomes out of Texas Tech. Okay, look where he's taken. He went top 10. He was right out of top 10 where he was taken. Did he play the first year? No. No. So Alex Smith played, and then he said, okay, we think Pat Mahomes is ready now. And so Pat Mahomes played, and Alex Smith went to Washington. Remember, he went to the Redskins, and then all of a sudden he had that horrific uh, leg injury. But I'm going back to Pat Mahomes, and look what it's done for Andy Reid and the Chiefs. So now, uh, throw it back on the Saints. So let's say you had a, a quarterback that you'd be really excited for in the future but you want him to develop and not necessarily throw him to the wolves, so to speak. Let's say Jane Daniels. I'm just doing a, we live in a fantasy world. Why not talk about it? So it would be like Derek Carr is the quarterback rest of this year and 2024, and then you draft a Jane Daniels. He sits and he observes. Now, I don't know if they have different coaches and all that. They might have a different mindset with Dennis Allen or, or Pete Carmichael or whatever come about. And then all of a sudden Jane Daniels may be ready to play – in 2025, those are all the scouting department. Those are all scenarios that teams look at and and, and who they're going to play. But, Zoe, if you think Derek Carr ain't playing, um, I, 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 I don't want to frustrate you, uh, but you got to hope Derek Carr works out because they have too much invested in him to not work out for this season and even next year. Now, 2025, that's different. But we need Derek Carr. If you're a Saints fan – and you want him to win, or you might say, "Well, I, you know, I want him to change everything." But they're paying Derek Carr too much money. He's almost like Jimbo Fisher <laughs> uh, of A and M. Now the Saints, Miss Gale and all—they ain't eating all that money. You know, Texas A and made seventy million dollars, and Jimbo Fisher went. But A and M, Texas A and M, is his own country. Uh, <laughs> what they have and what they do—that uh, they, they got more money than the Saints. All, all the big wigs that they have there. So I'm telling you right now, you better hope Derek Carr works out because if he don't work out, it could be not only along the rest of this season but also next.
4: Rolling along here on the Ciroc Point After. Hang tight, we'll get to you and be back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. All right, back here on the Ciroc Point After. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Want to hear from Hollywood and Thibodeau. What you got for us tonight, Hollywood?
7: Hey, Bobby, hey Steve. How you making out?
5: Uh, so all far, right, all right, all right. Hollywood, uh, very discouraged. Uh, I, I, I really thought we were gonna win. Uh, I mean, I thought it could be an ugly win, but I thought we were gonna win, uh, not so fast.
7: Bobby, you know what bugs me the most, like you say, uh, when we score, when we get turnovers during the game. At least the old say teams got a lot of swag and five. We score seven. With this team we got, we can't score nothing but three, and that was the difference in the game. They scored seven points. We scored three points. In
5: the red zone. Well, yeah, you know yeah, Hollywood. You can't go in the red zone. Listen, you're glad that your field goal kicker is accurate. Now he wasn't perfect at the end of the game, but then what? You're hoping for an onside kick and you're throwing hail mary. Who knows? Anything can happen. Look how Alabama beat Auburn. You can look at. It. You never know what's going to happen. But when you think about it, in theory, so you got 15 points, and you're in the red zone five times. So let's say, uh, now, if you're really clicking, three out of the five, uh, let's say you get touchdowns. So you have 21, you kick two field goals. So you know what? The final score is 27-24. I'm just saying, I'm just going when you're really clicking and meshing, that, you know, you're there five times, you're knocking on the door, you're in the red zone. It's not like, oh, you're struggling to get a first down. No, you're moving the football, you had 22 first downs. So, you're moving the football and you're in the red zone, you even one time goal to goal, and you kick five field goals? What? No, I'm just saying, okay, I'm not saying you got to be perfect, like I said before, but can you get three touchdowns? So that's 21. Then Grooby kicks a couple of field goals. We got 27. I got it all figured out. Win 27 24. I was going to say, I hear like Jim Moore coming in. Woulda, coulda, should yeah, Woulda, shoulda. coulda, shoulda, without a doubt. That, 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 that's true. We'll be back with more of the
4: Ciroc Point after right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network.
3: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
4: Back on the Siroc Point after, now time to get into Derek Carr's post-game interview that's brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive Underwood Hood. Here's what Carr had to say after the loss to the Falcons today.
8: Yeah, penalties and turnovers. Um, you know, we had the pick. We had had a fumble and then seemed like every time we got down there, we had some kind of penalty and it's hard to overcome those um, in a normal drive, let alone when you're down there, you know, cause now the field shrinks and it's harder to get those yards back. So, um, you know, that that's the fact, you know, that's just what it is.
9: Did you get a
8: chance to see what happened on the, the pick six on, on the tablet afterwards? Oh yeah, I know. I mean, he was playing one single high and he left his responsibility, you know, you don't, you don't expect him to do that. Um, you know, you don't, you know, plan on that uh, for that route. I uh, thought she'd made a good decision, um, but basically a player and he made a great play. And very few times have I told someone good job on a, a bad play. But I, that was one where I told him, hey, you, you, you beat me. You know, you made a great play. And, um, you know, that's it is what it is. You know, it sucks to have that happen. Um, but the same thing, RC, you know, on the sideline, he's like, bro, make a good play. Like, go keep playing. You know, or, you're playing great. Keep going. And you still don't want that to happen, um, but they make plays too. Can you put your finger on, Just like, it seems like for the last couple of weeks, you know, moving
1: the ball is not a, a problem.
8: Really. Yeah, red zone. It's like, yeah. yeah, red zone. I'm with you. And I feel the same frustration um, everybody probably feels. Um, you know and I, I'm i into problem solving you know not creating problems and so I'm trying to you know figure out why um, we'll look at this one real closely um, you know us players and coaches will look at it closely but you know I understand the frustration I understand you know that we haven't met the expectation yet of what we can be and what we've shown to be at times um, as a team I'm saying um, but one of those areas for us as an offense is the red zone where you know, we'll have good days. We'll have some good plays, and all of a sudden we have a day like today where, you know, I, today I think the the penalties really hurt. You know, you know, pushing us back obviously, and the two turnovers, um, you know, which is something I take take a lot of pride in not doing. You know, and I know, and I know Taysom. You know, we we count on him. You know, uh, all the time, and we're going to continue to count on him. You know, and it, it it happens. It's part of the game. It sucks that it all happened in one time, um, in one game, but it's fact. Um, but I'm not going to be frustrated anymore. I'm, I'm going to be positive. Um, I've seen when a team, you know, I've seen when a team has battled and gone through a lot of things um, and still made the playoffs. And, and and what did it was us coming together. Everyone on the outside, you know, wanted this and wanted that and thought this and thought that. Um, but I'm telling you, man, the, if we can come together and keep, keep pushing, keep working, we played our best football the last five weeks of that year and we made it to the playoffs and that's what we have to do as a team and that's what i share with the guys is uh, but if you come in with the long face and you know no one on twitter likes you right now and all that kind of stuff then this is the wrong business and this is going to be the wrong month and a half for you you know this right here um you know we're going to find out what guys are made of with their work ethic and how they want to come to work because you know we we still have everything that we want to do uh but we need and we will uh, correct certain things uh, when we take a look at it um, tomorrow. You had a strong connection with Chris there in the first half. Just How hard was it losing him
9: and Shaheen
8: in the same game? I, I mean, it's tough, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I always say nobody cares, you know. Um, we care about them. We care about their injuries. Um, and I'm just so proud of the relationships that we've built and, you know, uh, you know, the things that we're doing better on the field together. So when that went down it's like dang you know something else happened you know uh so it's a little frustrating uh but at the end of the day nobody cares man our guys came in and they i thought you know the young guys and um you know guys that maybe don't play as much they came in and they did their best and made some plays for us um it wasn't perfect um but gave us a chance you know they, they they gave us a chance and competed their tail off so i was proud of them for that but uh, I was really excited about you know the game plan and what we had for Chris today and Rasheed, and uh, it's a shame that you know they both went down early. They just told us that on that third down play. Uh, At he just thought he false started. Yeah. Um, so on that specific type of play, you were just it's basically catch and go, throw, throw to his. Punt. Yeah, I, thought, I, I saw him like kind of stutter, and so I thought he was doing his release. Yeah. And the one on one is outside to him. They doubled inside, and so you know I was working outside to him, and he. I, I, I didn't know what he said because uh, they were over there, but I, apparently he thought he false started and as soon as I let it go I kind of looked like to the sideline. I thought there was gonna be a whistle or a flag um, But I, I think he just thought he thought he jumped um, After the chance to to Self-scout last week and kind of identifying a lot of issues. Yeah,
9: some of those same issues Crap up again today, do you think? Or did you, did
8: you correct some things? Or? I, I thought we corrected some things, honestly. I thought third downs, uh, no, we didn't hit them all, but I thought we were better. You know, I thought we hit some big third downs. Even when we got behind the sticks, I thought we got some chunks back to help put us back in a chance uh, or give us a chance to get uh, a first down again in the red zone. Um, I thought that we ran the ball, uh, you know, in certain areas under center really well, which helped some play action plays open up big time for us, especially in the first half. Um, so I thought, I thought there were some things that we did better. Uh, but like every game, there's going to be things you, be like, you can point at three or four things, that like, oh, we didn't do that good, you know. Um, but but for sure, I, I don't think moving the ball has been an issue for us, you know. I think that we really have moved it well. Situational football is where we've, where we've failed, and I thought we were better on third down. I don't know the number. I felt like we hit more of them. Um, you know, I thought we protected well. Um, and then, but the red zone creeped up today for sure. I mean, that was... That was as bad as it gets. Uh, and then when you were
1: talking about just, like, kind of, you know, shut out the outside talk,
8: and just yeah. like focusing on, on getting right inside, like, I, yeah. how, how do you get guys really buying into that? I guess it is hard to, to shut out the yeah. noise. Well, I, I would say it's harder nowadays than it was eight, nine years ago, 10 years ago. Um, you know, thank goodness I came from a time that that stuff was just new and it didn't really matter, you know? and. And the only thing you care about is, you know, going home, making sure you're a good husband and a good dad, you know. And now guys have come from high school and college and all. That's, you know, that's the world that they come from. And, you know, so it is, it's a challenge, you know, because, you know, everyone cares about what somebody thinks, you know. Everybody cares, you know, you get a tweet or you get this kind of stuff. And just as an older player, as a leader, you just try and encourage them, man, that the, the people in this room are the ones that matter. We love you, you know, you know. And I think that we have a good group of guys that, is preaching that same thing and putting their arms around guys that they, they know they could have done this or could have done that, you know? And you put your arm around them and be like, look, bro, none of that stuff matters. It didn't, no one's going to love your Instagram post today, you know? Um, but we do, and we care about you. So give us your best, you know? And uh, you just try and preach that message, man, because times definitely have changed since I first got in the league. You know, we weren't even talking about this stuff, you know, um, but now it, it, it's a real thing that you know you deal with. But, you know, I think we have a good, I think you agree. We got some great guys in that locker room, and in, in certain spots that can help with that. And try and you know be positive because in our building we're going to be positive, man. We're going to be positive. We're going to work. We're going to challenge the heck out of each other. You know, these last six or so weeks.
2: Derek, I apologize. If this already been asked. You good? Are, are you surprised uh, about the inefficiency in the red zone coming out of the bye week?
8: Yeah, I, and and I think we were running good plays, and then we'd get hurt with a penalty. You know, uh, we talked about the interception. You know, Jesse's playing the single high and he comes out of the post, leaves his responsibility, makes a great play, you know. And, you know, you don't expect that. You know, you take the snap and he's there. So you think you have a chance and all of a sudden he shows up, you know, and, you know, that you don't expect. I thought he was going to walk in and uh, he made a great play. And then Taysom's fumble, like, you know, we count on him all the time. We don't expect that to happen, you know, and we're going to keep counting on him. He's one of the best players in the NFL. And so we're going to keep counting on him. Uh, but I really thought like we were running good plays, you know, uh, I just think the penalties, you know, and, and I don't know exactly what those were, you know, off the top of my head, you know, I know the holdings and the stuff on the side and all that, but I, I didn't see them firsthand and I'm not going to comment on them, you know, I ever, uh, but it hurt us, you know? And so I don't think it was like a, oh gosh, what do we do? You know, um, I thought we were running good plays and moving the ball like crazy today. Um, but but we definitely got hurt by those things in the in the end. Do
2: you feel like, uh, in, you know, talking to everybody, it feels like you can still get this thing back on track? But yeah. do You feel like it's getting to a point where time's running
8: out? Well, yeah. I mean, we're just running out of games. You know, um, you know we are. That's a fact. Um, but what we need to do, and you know what, who that Nation can do for us is just keep encouraging our guys. Man, you know we, you are know, gonna come home. You know we're gonna go on the road, and when we come home, we're gonna need them. You know, you know, and, and, you know, we're all in this thing together, man. And we we are going to work like crazy to make it right. You know, we really are, you know, we're going to give it our best. It hasn't, it hasn't happened at the same time yet. You know, but but if and when it does, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. And so uh, I'm not gonna stop working. I know our guys aren't gonna stop working, but we need everybody. You know, we need everybody. Um, Trust me, we're, we're very frustrated too. you know, Uh, especially I hate losing. And so, you know, coming here and why and all those kind of things, you know, I no one planned on it happening like this, but this is where we're at. And so I I I, pr- I just challenged myself that I'm not going to get so frustrated that you know I just sh- you know shut off or shut down and things like that. Man, I'm going to be super positive, uh, and I'm going to encourage our guys until the bitter end. You know, and and I and I believe this and everything in me that you know we still have time left. Time maybe run out, but we still have time left. And so um, I'm going to look at it that way.
4: That's Derek Carr's post-game interview, brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. And you heard Derek Carr, they're running well, out of games, Cajun Cannon.
5: Well, Derek Carr, uh, I think he's definitely in the top three or five of quarterbacks. Uh, knows how to do a positive or definitely the glass half full, even though it's not half full as far as post-game interview or how you deal with the public. Uh, but did he make a statement like, uh, this is what they said on Twitter or that? Uh, didn't he say something like that? Well, but you can't pay attention. Well, don't pay attention. You're already well compensated. You have to uh, be like, I, I don't know what they're saying because I'm not on social media. People get on social media sometimes not only to interact with one another, but also maybe to be an influencer, to get compensated in the future. Derek Carr don't have to do any of that. I mean, you just play and say, just I, I don't know uh, what's happening on social media because it's not going to be good. Uh, where the Saints are at right no, now. No, the trolls
4: will be coming uh, out. Yeah,
5: but but the one thing, I, I, I like this text because it is uh, true because you look at the, the the ebbs and flow of a game, and this is from uh, 1774. Bobby, which play was more impactful, the pick six by Derek Carr or the Taysom Hill fumble? Now, that's a mixed bag, but, but I think it tends to be more Taysom Hill's fumble because when it occurred in the game,
4: I'd have to agree. You know,
5: uh, there was only when you look when that occurred. Uh, see what we said? There was two minutes left in the third quarter uh, when that happened. Okay, now when you look at the interception, to pick six, all of a sudden we're going down there. Uh, okay, let's say we don't get a touchdown. We should have been up six zero, or at least ten to zero. And after that play, uh, we lose in seven to three. Yeah. So you look at it, it all counts. It all counts when you think about it. But where it was in the game and well, the opportunity yeah, no, had. But we still in the first quarter, and we could have been up to, to really keep pounding them six to zero, 10 to zero. But now we down seven to three. But when you look at uh, when that actually occurred, uh, that uh, Steve, there was like uh, three minutes left. I mean, three minutes, three seconds left. In the third quarter. Exactly. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Taysom fumbles. And uh, I have to look at it. I got it somewhere in my notes. But anyway, uh, that was where uh, we could have taken the lead. Uh, When you look at uh, the Taysom Hill... FOMO when that occurred. Hang tight on the
4: Ciroc Point after. We'll get to your calls on the Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line when we get back on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Before we get into things here on the Ciroc Point after, want to pause for stations to identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Thanks for hanging on to the Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Houdats want to get to all of you as soon as we can. James on line three, what you got for us today, James?
7: Uh, listen, uh, Steve, sometimes, Bobby, I love you, man, but you make me think you're smoking something. man. You said playoffs. Coach, you know, Coach, playoffs. We can't win a
5: game. He does have, have a cigar a in playoffs. the fourth quarter usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 James, we can't, we can't I'm only smoking a cigar uh, on the weekend. Maybe during the week might be something different. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, James, but, James, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? The NFC South is so sorry. Uh, so, so why do <laughs> you think we can't be in the hunt? Come on. Listen, I mean, that doesn't mean we're going to win anything.
7: Campbell, all right, well, Bobby, let me speak, man. Dan Campbell, in three years, has won more games, 20, than D.A. has won in the five years that's with the Raiders and that's combined. He is not the guy. I'm not no, arguing I mean, with that. No, I'm not
5: arguing with that, but you got to let no, it play no, itself no. out because so, you're not in no. charge, I'm not in charge. Mickey Loomis and Ms. Gale oh, yeah. and Dennis Lauscher and all, uh, they gonna let this self—they going to let this uh, situation play itself out. You know that. Well, what it's what is, is disrespectful respectful for the fans if you're just going to – because, listen, here's the thing.
7: Derek Carr – I know you don't believe in stuff like this, but I do. Derek Carr scored a 20 on the Wonder Lake. That's not good enough in today's game.
5: I even scored more but than was,
7: that. <laughs> James, Winston, James, James Winston scored a 27, but I mean, he's making he keeps doing the same stupid stuff. He's no good. If they, if if if, if well, what they should do, and you said they're not going to do it, but what they should do is give give the rookie some snaps. He he at least makes better decisions at least. As, as Who are far, you it's talking about? The ones. rookie from Fresno. Give give him some snaps. Listen, listen that ain't please happening. Please. please the, Cleveland played a a seven-round draft choice, and they beat Pittsburgh.
5: Because of injuries. Because of injuries. But still. That's why. No, no. If if Derek Carr was knocked out, uh, James, if Derek Carr was knocked out because of concussion or a shoulder injury, they might go with Jameis or go in a different direction. But they're not not just going to take Derek Carr out. I'm telling you.
4: We'll Uh, be back with more of the Siroc Point after on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network right after this. We're back here on the Siroc Point after you are listening on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, want to get into our Saints Diamond in the Rough performance of the game. That's presented by Friend and Company. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Who's today's Diamond in the Rough, Cajun Cannon?
5: Well, uh, because all of the injuries, uh, obviously he had an opportunity, that being Lynn Bowden. Uh, now, uh, Steve, if he had that one long gain of 29 yards on that jet sweep, so he had uh, two carries uh, for 40 yards. He was right uh, behind Alvin Kamara. Uh, Taysom Hill ended up getting uh, 26 yards uh, rushing. Berlin uh two carries, 40 yards, a long gain of uh, 29. Now, uh, he was targeted a couple of times, uh, didn't have a reception. So he might be part of the game plan uh, going forward against the Lions because who's available and all that. So uh, that's not necessarily – uh, you say a household name uh, from University of uh, Kentucky and uh, where he's coming from. But he, he's a veteran. Uh, now, he's had a little trouble in the past, but he's been given opportunities. So that is truly a diamond in the rough that fans are, are not familiar with. Now, you know who's not a diamond in the rough and we're having trouble in the red zone and nothing against our other tight ends? So when I look, okay, uh, is the tight end really helping out Case uh, scoring in the red zone, Uh, whether it be Jawan Johnson, Foster Morrow, whatever? So case in point, Jawan Johnson, he kind of went out of the game, then he came back in. Why, if not – okay, if not now, then when? Or if not now, then uh, just – let him be introduced to the crowd and he can wave, he can go away. That being Jimmy Graham.
4: Why? A big is, question for Saints okay, fans. Okay,
5: Saints fans want to know this, and they need to ask Dennis Allen this. The media needs to ask Dennis Allen this. Why in the red zone? Now, we've seen him score in the red zone. We've seen him score a touchdown against the Packers, right? Then he scored against Green Bay, uh, right. you know, uh, limited play in time, but he still scored in the red zone. And you look at the target. I mean, I think uh, Derek Carr has been around him enough. We've seen in our training camp, you know, they work two-minute offense in different plays uh, with Jimmy Graham. Okay, why wouldn't you give him a chance? I'm looking at Jawan Johnson. He was targeted uh, four times. I mean, uh, targeted seven times, four catches, 45 yards. He had a long gain of 23. But he, he has never come close to uh, accomplishing what Jimmy Graham did. Same thing with Foster Morrow. Okay, uh, you might say, well, uh, Jimmy Graham's old now. Okay. Let him play a game. See how he's utilized. Say, oh, well, he's too old. We're going to go in a different direction. But they haven't really given him a chance. And by the way, why do they give Jimmy Graham an off day every week? I was waiting for that. He because doesn't Wednesday's, play in the game. Wednesdays, he's still getting that Veterans Day off. For what? He's not playing in the game. He's not beat up. Why is he getting a veteran day off? He should practice every day to show what he has left in the tank to be able to contribute to the Saints' victory at the tight end position. So you got a veteran days off. Uh, is it just we just paying him more money that we thought we should have paid him in the past to let him uh, just play for free or whatever? I'm looking at Jimmy Graham. Why in the hell, particularly – now, Charlie, you got to look this up because we've been in a roller coaster in the red zone. We were terrible in the red zone scoring, and then we got better, and then today you have the kind of outing where you owe for five. And I'm talking about scoring touchdowns. No, that'll hurt your statistics for sure right there. And all I know is Jimmy Graham, why has he not been given an opportunity uh, to be on? Uh, okay, uh, you say, well, he doesn't block well enough in the run game. It's not exactly uh, game in and game out that we gash in teams with the run because of the tight end block. I would like more a tight end, especially in the red zone, to be a weapon. And even though a defender might think he has t- uh, uh, you know top coverage or outstanding coverage on him, that you're still able to get him the ball. Back shoulder or kind of an alley-oop type play. Right, out jump him. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Uh, that's the question I want to know. Jimmy Graham, two things, Coach Allen. Why does he have a veteran day off? He's not even playing in the game. He's not beat up. And then why don't you utilize him more in the red zone considering we're struggling in the red zone to get touchdowns?
4: Hanging out here on the Siroc Point After with the Cajun Cannon and myself, Steve Geller, also Charlie Long, running Master Control. Be back with more of the Siroc Point After right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network.
8: After the end of a
4: good fight,
1: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
4: Welcome back into the Siroc Point after caught up with the Saints running back Alvin Kamara in the locker room. Saints sideline reporter Jeff Nowak got this audio for us. So here's what Kamara had to say after the Saints lost in Atlanta.
9: And I know these guys are trying to do the same thing, right? So that's all I can control. And I'm sure it's, it's, if I look around the locker room and ask these other guys, you can only control what you can control. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, if that's if, if, if it takes one more person to do a little bit more or whatever, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try to find something to do that can push us over the edge and fix it. But, you know, I mean, I, I, that question, I can, I can only answer that question for me, right? So can it be fixed? I mean, if it's something else that can be done, let me know and I'll fix it. Right. So, Alvin,
2: what would be an encouraging thing? I know it, it's you have had success in the red zone today, but is there anything that maybe there's encouraging things like, hey, this
9: team can turn around? Um, I'm not happy. We lost. I'm not happy about any of them. I love groupie to death, mm-hmm. but we can't kick field goals and win the game. It just is what it is. Um, you got to score touchdowns. We're not scoring touchdowns, and that's just. I mean, it's it's blatant. It's, it's very evident. That was the, kind of the frustrating part for you, I guess, that you know, you're saying we need to do and yeah. you to seem to do it. It's very frustrating because I don't say much. I don't really care to say much. Yeah. I just like I just like to go do, you know what I'm saying? So um, you know when you when you when you prepare and you work hard and you're not getting the fruits of your labor, it's frustrating. Um, but this is a job I pick to do. And like I said, I can only speak for me, and I'm I can kind of I I kind of got a good idea of what guys is doing, and I feel like you know these dudes is want to play for each other, but I'm gonna do the same thing I've been doing seven years. <laughs> I'm a, I'm just work, like I, that's all I could do, you know, and take advantage of my opportunities when they come. That's it. Are the issues like kind of the same now as they were at the beginning of the season? Are, are there commonalities or things that are not going away? Uh, yeah. I think I think I think so. Um and. You know, for whatever reason, it's just, it's, it's just week in and week out to keep sicking. So, like I said, we got to find something different to do, and we just need to do. It's too much. I just feel like it's too much talking, like talking about what we need to do. Like, you know, just, I don't know. We need to find a real fix, not just a, oh, we got to be better. Because that's you want to be better every week. That's obvious. Like, let's, let's get past that. We already know we got to be better. How are we going to get better? What are we going to do to get better?
2: You feel like y'all are coming in prepared enough for me?
9: As far as the practice and preparation they up for the games, or is it some stuff that? Happens? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think. I think we had a good week of preparation, and I'm not just saying it just to say it. Like it's just worried about. I vomit. Mean, like, oh, we had a good week. I think we prepared well. I think we had a good week of preparation. Um, you know, for whatever reason, we getting out here and we not. We're, I'm not even gonna say executing because I feel like we we've, we've executed on some things. There's some things we've, we we got to clean up. Obviously, some penalties. Some some. Um, some balls. I mean Derek Harder on this up than anybody is. He threw that pick and he he, he wanted that one back. Um, I mean we just gotta find a we gotta find a way to, to get going. It's just boring. Alvin
1: you said needing to do something different. When you're this late
9: in the season, how hard is it to do that and uh, find something different? Man, um When I start coaching, uh, I'll tell you. I don't know. <laughs> I like I said I could just speak from my perspective. All I'm gonna do is just pick it up, dust it off go in tomorrow morning and do my workout and, and do what I do to prepare during the week and just rinse and repeat. It just is what it is. Win or lose. Is
0: there a point where it becomes demoralizing? Like, I'm a, Oh,
9: no, I'm a man. I ain't demoralized, but I'm I'm frustrated. You know? And ain't nothing... It ain't, I, I, I ain't... I, Everything I've done in my life or been through, like I, it, it, nothing was handed to me. I was I always had to work for it. Nothing was given, so I'm not expect anybody to give me anything. I don't expect the other team to come out there and lay down just because we say we got to be better or we say we got to do this. We Got to work for it. So I ain't demoralized. I know because I I, 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 I know what I stand on as a man, and I know what I want to do, and I know what what <clears throat> what it takes to, you know, be a winner. So. Like I said, I kind of know what guys in here, what their, what their tempo is. These dudes want to play for each other. I'm strapping up for them dudes. The dudes that got their helmets on that's in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? The dudes that got their helmets that, that's doing the same thing weekend. and week, in week. I'm, I'm doing it for them, and I'm, I'm hoping they're doing the same thing for me. So, like I said, I'm going to wake up tomorrow, <laughs> get up, go do my workout, and, and do the same thing I've been doing for seven years.
2: Is this the most frustrated
9: you've been in at seven years as far as? Uh, I, I've been pretty frustrated throughout the years. Sometimes I think this is probably the most, just because it's just not, it's just not, it's just not happening for whatever reason. So, um, you know, it's easy to to kind of let that take you over. But for me, I mean, I don't, I have been through, I have been through so much. I, I just, I, I, I think sometimes. My demeanor is a little like confusing, but it's like, man, I just like I have to control what I can control. That's what I've learned from high school to jumping around college to even in the NFL. You gotta control what you control. It just it, that's that's just the main thing I keep telling myself. My mom say that too. Like, man, do you as long as you control what you control, do your job, and the rest, everybody else gotta do their job.
4: That was Saints running back Alvin Kamara after the Black and Goals, 24-15 loss today in the ATL.
5: Well, uh, to me, Alvin Kamara played winning football. Uh, and what I mean by that, uh, I think we need from him, we look at total yards from scrimmage. Uh, and finally, this is an Alvin Kamara type game. Because uh, case in point, there has not necessarily been uh, the case this season, which is totally unacceptable. As a team, we've averaged 3.6 yards a carry. Well, Kamara's averaged uh, 3.7 with 104 attempts. Like Taysom Hill was at 5.2. When he's at his best, it's like uh, 5.5. And and you look like Taysom Hill has averaged 7.5 yards a carry. Against Atlanta today, he only had 3.7. But going back uh, to Alvin Kamara, 4.6 average. Uh, I think this is what we expect out of him. He had a long gain of uh, 16 yards. He had 69 yards total. So remember I always tell you, Steve, and uh, Bijan Robinson, uh, the same thing with Atlanta, they're going to look at him as a pass-receiving running back or as a running back. Well, uh, it was kind of like a, a, a wash or a push, so to speak. Bijan Robinson had 123 total yards. Came into the game. I had said this uh, earlier. Okay, uh, well, what has he done? Uh, for the Falcons, uh, like, for instance, last week, uh, before the bye week, he had 106 scrimmage yards, 95 yards rushing uh, uh, and 11 yards receiving. Well, today he had uh, 123, uh, that's more than 106. I think that's where they expect more in that area. But, but Alvin always said when he's truly at his best in a Saints uniform, we'd expect 120 to 100. 30 total yards from scrimmage. Now, 150, uh, that's outstanding. This is like, uh, now, it's hard to average that every game. That would be like an MVP level. Or uh, after I look at Christian McCaffrey's numbers, who's the best of the best? But today, Alvin Kamara was at 119 total yards. So Alvin Kamara did his job. Like I said, he averaged 4.6 yards a carry, and he also caught uh, four balls for 50 yards. He had that long gain of 20 yards, so I look at Alvin Kamara, and his contribution as far as helping this offense click. Now he must have scored touchdowns. I was say, unfortunately, no. that's the
4: only difference really. What Bijan yeah. got in the end zone twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
5: uh, now you got to get an opportunity because Bijan as he caught a pass receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown, but it all depends also when you get in the red zone, how many opportunities that you are you getting. Uh, but Alvin Kamara, no, uh, Alvin Kamara is a winner. Uh, I think he's a pro and knows what it takes. And it's up to the coaches to have in the game plan and Derek Carr to get him involved where uh, there shouldn't be a game where he doesn't have total yards from scrimmage. Definitely over 100 yards, if not 120 to 130 yards. And today, like I said, he had 119.
4: Cajun Cannon, I know a big issue for this team, too. You look at this game, is what wide receivers are we going to have available for next game against the Detroit Lions? You consider obviously Michael Thomas is on injured reserve. Right. We saw Chris Olave leave the contest. A concussion. He's probably
5: not coming back.
4: And then in we, one week. We saw that Rashid Shahid was struggling during the uh. game. And then finally. You're
5: uh, trying to fight through it on my hand. My hand, though, is hamstring. like he made things uh, a
4: little worse, and so hopefully that's not the case. But, yeah, dealing with a, a hamstring issue, that's bam, one, two, three. Your top three receivers, big question marks.
5: Top three receivers are out, and uh, are we going to be encouraged by that? I would say uh, not only no, uh, but hell no. Uh, Rashid Shaheed, a hamstring, a guy who's like a cheetah. He's our version of Cheetah. He's our Tyreek Hill.
4: Right, your need for And speed. he got a
5: hamstring? Uh, no. Uh, maybe, maybe December 21st, right before Christmas, uh, uh, Christmas, against the Rams on Thursday night football. It might, might not be till New Year's Eve with the Bucs. I'm just speculating. I'm not a doctor. But I look, you got to be able to run it. Rashid Chee, he's at, I think, uh, Chris Olave will come back, not necessarily against the Lions. It might not be till Carolina come December tenth or the Giants December seventeenth, and then we all know Michael Thomas. Uh, they put Michael Thomas on injured reserve. Right now, Latimore when they put him on IR, so no, maybe. he was now
4: put on injury reserve yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, that that's... was a uh, late news uh, that the Saints ended up making some roster maneuvers, and, and Marshawn was put on IR
5: on Sunday, right? So Saturday, uh, I'm sorry. So, Steve, when you're looking at that, is that like our earliest case scenario? Would be uh, let me see, one, two, three, the four games, is right? Is that the Rams? Exactly. So the Rams are on Thursday night. So it doesn't listen. That's why I said early uh, to open up uh, the point after. Uh, maybe we need a bye week now. Can we have um, <laughs> no? A, can't a, a, do it. it can took we it. have a bye and play a game and have another <laughs> bye uh, because uh, everybody's hurt now. Oh, he's supposed to be explosive and fresh coming out of the bye. Well, now, oh, oh, everybody's heard of what I mean they, by that. They couldn't that, even get anybody. There was a line at the blue tent. You couldn't even get everybody in. And the blue, Maybe in the future they might have two blue tents. <laughs> so then you have to have double the staff, whatever. I don't know. But it's like right now where are we at with our receiving core to help out our offense in the red zone or whatever or just help them out overall. I know Derek Carr don't like that, uh, or whoever's the quarterback, James, Derek Carr, whoever's playing. Top three receivers. uh, I'd be surprised right now. Now I'm looking way ahead. If that they play uh, next Sunday against the Lions, come December third. That being Michael Thomas, no, Chris Olave dealing concussion, and Rashid Mm -hmm. Shaheen with the hamstring. No, I, 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 I would be shocked if Chris Olave or Rashid Shahid plays against the Lions come December the 3rd.
4: We'll be back with more of the Siroc Point after. Siroc Ultra Premium Vodka right after this. Stay tuned on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. All right, everybody, pour a drink, sit on down here on the Siroc Point after. I've got one of those post-game stats that no one really wants to hear. Cajun Cannon, did you know the Saints have scored three touchdowns on their last 32 possessions? Those touchdowns came on to... TD passes from Jameis Winston when Carr was hurt and one TD pass from Taysom Hill. That's when Carr was on the sideline.
5: Well, um, is this modern-day football and <laughs> Derek Carr's our starting quarterback?
4: That is a fact. Uh, I believe it is modern-day well, football.
5: Well, you cannot sugarcoat that. I mean, uh, that's something. Uh, somebody in the media needs to ask Derek Carr that question, see how you respond. Uh, because he he, he he always says the right thing. But uh, no, th- that would get his attention. That would bother him. That when you're trying to be an efficient offense in the red zone, whatever, and you got to yeah. score points, you got to score touchdowns to win. And Steve, say that again. Uh, so when, when you think about like. Uh, Three
4: like, touchdowns, the last 32 possessions for the Saints. And two of them were passes from Jameis well, Winston, and the other one was from Taysom well,
5: Hill. Well, uh, and Derek Carr's not a part of it. That's embarrassing. Yeah. No, it just is. I mean, it is what it is. And. Uh, much is given, much is required. Uh, Derek Carr is well compensated. So you got to uh, produce uh, the, the bottom line. or And, you know, you could be a good family man. You could be a great family man. You could be great to your wife, great to your kids, uh, but it doesn't matter. Uh, you're in the real ro- world of pro football, and you're going to be held accountable. And if not, uh, you better be thick skinned. Or, like I said, Derek Carr don't need to be on social media right now. Definitely he, not. He just needs Stay to, away uh, from he that. Needs to, he grind. And, His brothers are him. on
4: enough for him anyway.
5: Yeah, no, he, he just needs to go. And um, like, for instance, we play the Lions. How about if we, um, I don't know how many times we're going to get in the red zone, but let's say we're in the red zone three times against the Lions. How about you score two touchdowns? You know, uh, it, it's stuff like that. I mean, you just have to, like, whatever you've for him lately, you got to bounce back. I always tell you this. That you can't dwell on. Uh, let's say you had an awesome game and you were unbelievable, so you're gonna rest on your laurels. Oh, so what? What's uh, next? Uh, so right. what? What's next? So let's say you uh, sucked or it didn't work out. Work out. Well, you got to flush it. So what? What are you gonna do next? Uh, Coach Mara was always emphasized this. Uh, a lot of players like one snap and clear. So Steve, you have a young kid uh, playing football, and I don't care. I used to tell T. Bob this or so whatever. If you're playing on the line. Are you playing a skill position? One snap and clear. Okay. Let's say you had an awesome block. Uh, okay. Well, you got to do it I was again. Say, All right. Great. Do it uh, again. Exactly. Yeah. And let's say you got beat. Well, so what? You got to move on to the next play. You got to be able to compartmentalize and be able to handle those adverse situations. That's how you have ultimately uh, ultimately have success and how you last uh, long term to be able to uh, handle the game because it's violent. It's competitive. But how you handle those scenarios—that's what Derek Carr. He needs to flush this now. Saints fans are ticked off uh, because he just got embarrassed by Atlanta. Now you got embarrassed. What I mean? Why we couldn't stop the run? Cash. But 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 Derek Carr don't play run defense, but he does handle the red zone offense, and you go over five and so, had
4: a pick six. So that that's a definitely a pick six. Terrible. So all of that
5: is involved. It was truly how it unfolded. A team loss. It's like, uh, who could truly look in the mirror? And if you played on the Saints, well, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Okay, even Carl Grandison, who led the team in tackles with 10. Uh, how many sacks you had, Carl? Or, or, or whoever Crickets. it might be. Uh, <laughs> a, a zero. So you can look at anything. Now, you might say, well, a Honey Badger, you know, coming up with a couple of picks and uh, you know, might have played one of his better games. He's the only one with a quarterback hurry. But you understand the point I'm making. It's few and far between even, Alcom- even Alvin Kamara. And I said, Alvin Kamara, 119 total yards. Maybe uh, well, what could have he done differently? Uh, m- maybe not much uh, to make a difference, considering the injuries we had at wide receiver. Uh, but even if you look at uh, all, the, like, like Taysom Hill, uh, Taysom Hill has been outstanding in his whole career against the Falcons. Outstanding. thirty career games. He's had his best, best passing games as a passer, his best games as a rusher. I, I, I said this in the pregame. But, Steve, like you said, <laughs> you cannot lay the football on the ground. Which he's also done a number of times against the Falcons. Against the Falcons. I don't know why. It's amazing. And i said this in the pregame. Now it's 13 career games. You know, he had a, a – because he was a starter as a quarterback in game. He had a quarterback rating of 122.2 uh, when facing Atlanta. And then he had uh, four games rushing and uh, passing against Atlanta. His top four and uh, games rushing and, and passing all came against Atlanta. Two of his longest pass plays. Three of his five, uh, five longest runs have come against them. Oh, look today, uh, like uh, rushing the football. Uh, Taysom Hill, his long gain was 10 yards. Now, a couple of times, and he got tripped up. Boy, it looked like it might have been uh, one of those long gains, uh, 30, 40 yards. So overall, you look at it, at 81 total yards. But it would look a lot better if that had been like 120 total yards, and you don't fumble. And you don't fumble because when you look at that, and Steve, we were talking about that. Uh, what was a more like uh, negative or meaningful play, and when it occurred? You look at the pick six because there was three seconds left. Uh, I mean, uh, um, the, the the fumble was three seconds left in the third quarter. Right. But when you look at that pick six, you would talk about uh, like uh, game changing and, and what occurred there. Uh, that, that, that was something at the beginning of the game. With Derek Carr, that okay, if you look at it, okay, it's uh, the score is seven to three, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, Bates has a pick 692 yards. Either we're winning six to zero or 10 to zero. Like, damn, (laughs) how in the hell are we losing the game? We're kind of setting the tone at the beginning of the game in Atlanta, the Mercedes Benz Stadium. And we're now losing 7 to 3. We should be winning 6 to 0 or 10 0. It was like also what unfolded on the back end. I uh, said this earlier, like game changing, is that all of a sudden uh, we're losing 14 to 12. But we have the momentum, we're moving the football. And all of a sudden uh, Hill has a plus 10 yard run, his longest run of the game. And then he fumbles. And then he fumbles. So it's like the air gets sucked so, out the ball. So balloon. all of a sudden you think, well, if you don't fumble, maybe uh, the Falcons bow up and we gotta kick a field goal, another damn field goal, but at least it's fifteen to fourteen. If not, it, it would have been like nineteen to fourteen we winning. Uh it just boy, you want to talk about being on a roller coaster watching this Saints team in this game? No, we were on a roller coaster with that Derek Carr pick six. And that Taysom Hill uh, fumble then in the third quarter with three seconds left.
4: Cajun Cannon Charlie has completed his homework assignment already. I always do, guys. Oh, he
5: does. Uh,
0: Charlie's outstanding. So entering this game, the Saints, as far as I could tell, were seventeen to thirty-five on red zone touchdown percentage, which equals out to forty-eight point five seven percent. And that's
5: pretty good, Charlie. Was that was that was that night good or was it was, all right? It's,
0: it's decent you're around 50% but okay. given the rest of the NFL that would have ranked 23rd. Oh
5: wow, that bad. Uh,
0: entering this week, now okay. they go 0 for 5 today, that puts them at 17 to 40 by my math. That's 42.5%, which given, you know, entering this week would have ranked 29th. Only above the Giants, the Titans, and the New York Jets. Wow. Yeah. Oh
5: yeah, the, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets have a prolific offense in the red zone. So no, we no, keep no, hearing we... week to week, every week. it sounds.
0: Oh, we got to improve the red area. We got to improve in the red area. It's just it's so, just
5: so not. the bottom line in uh, in red zone. Even though we are moving the football and we are getting uh, yards achieved, we're not scoring. And the bottom line is we're in the bottom of the league in the red zone. Because when you look at it, um, uh, when all said and done. And, you know, we all look at this. You know what's unbelievable? It's blasphemy. Oh, yeah, we moved the football. We had 444 total yards, and we scored 15 points. Oh <laughs> reminds me a lot of the Houston game, guys. <laughs> what? what? We all gained. Now, Atlanta was right at 400 yards. So, But we had 444 total yards, and we scored 15 points. That, that, that should be, like I said – that should be like five times in the red zone, and I, and I Steve, remember I told you like three out of five. Three out of five, right? Come on. Uh, so uh, the, the, that uh, that that four hundred forty-four yards, five times in the red zone, that should have been for sure a twenty-four, if not a twenty-seven point outing. I knew it reminded me of something, Bobby. I went and looked it up uh,
0: against the Texans earlier in the season on October fifteenth. Saints had 430 total yards, and they finished with 13 points. So it's not the first time that they've gone over 430 yards and not been able to break the 20-point barrier.
5: Oh, well, we moved the ball. We
0: moved uh, the ball, but you're ball. bottom 10 uh, in the red zone, and uh, you're not going any f- further up after this performance, and you uh, go 0 for 5.
5: Our, uh, we turn it over. You know, it's amazing. Uh, you know, this is blasphemy, too, that I have a winning record. We're 6. You look at the turn-on margin. We're 0 for the game, so we still plus 6. If we, uh, listen, now if we do get better, let's say we're plus six, plus eight. Uh, uh, hopefully that's the case. I don't know. But but if that's the case and you have a losing record, uh, then, then that, uh, you know, trends as far as what you do year in and year out in the NFL or football in general, that, that, that's like blasphemy. That, that means like, uh, what, what the hell? You got to look at the coaches, everybody. We have that kind of, uh, we take taken away the football, and overall, we, we, we're not uh, shooting ourselves in the foot, and we're six, and we're not winning. No, the, the, that's in the, the 12 to 15 percentile. Oh, it's not 100% if you win the turnover margin. You're like in that 12, 15%. Well, not so much for the Saints uh, because they did it and they couldn't accomplish victories. Going to get to
4: your calls on the Siroc Point after right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Saints giving did not carry over into the ATL. Black and gold falling at Atlanta, 24 to 15. Fuel up for the next game at McDonald's. Cajun candle, let's go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We've got Dwayne and Georgia on the line. What you got for us tonight, Dwayne?
2: Hey, guys. Hey, Bobby. Man, it's good to talk to you, man. So so yeah I'm I'm from South Louisiana but now I'm living up here in North Georgia so I got to listen to their crap here for a little bit but they don't have <laughs> nothing to really be talking they don't have nothing to really be uh, happy about Well
5: don't stuff. they get be happy in North Georgia about the Georgia Bulldogs obviously <laughs> <laughs> Exactly
2: and I think the, I think the Georgia Bulldogs would have whooped us today um uh, but, but but what I, what I'm thinking is what I'm thinking is is we're so predictable I'm sitting here and I'm watching this game with my wife and I'm calling the plays before it happen. It's like um, the same thing, we, you know, we're going to run up the middle, we're going to lose two yards, we're going uh, to run again, we might get, get back to the line of scrimmage. And then we're behind the sticks. I think way often too much we, we find ourselves, for whatever reason, behind the sticks. But I agree with everything you said, and then a lot of the callers who called in earlier, you know, where's Jimmy Graham, where's Foster Moreau, where's this, where's that. But at the end of the day, You can't keep doing the same things and expect different results. And it all falls on the head coach. Who the ham sandwich is calling these plays? Is it it, it an O.C.? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Allen has nothing to do with the offense. Uh, Pete Carmichael, Sneaky Pete, is calling all the plays offensively, but all the offensive staff and their involvement. Now, if the defense sucks, uh, that's all on Dennis Allen. Uh, He's the head honcho. He's like, you know, it's it's almost like uh, the reverse uh, situation. You know, when Sean Payton was the head coach, uh, the majority of time he also was the offensive coordinator calling the plays. Well, it was uh, the opposite uh, with Dennis Allen. He's the head coach, defensive coordinator, and he calls the defense. So if the defense is not having success, for instance, uh, now he could challenge them. Uh, We had zero sacks against Desmond Ritter, and only one quarterback hurry. So wherever, uh, and, and then when you look at what occurred on third down, and we've been outstanding third down defense, but today uh, they were 50%. Uh, that's all on Dennis Allen because that's his baby. The defense is his baby. The offense right. uh, is like Pete Carmichael. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, uh, but, but I truly believe that in the future, let's say they somehow – and I think it's going to come down to uh, the last game. And Steve, you know, I've told you this. Uh, in uh, the new year, right after New Year's, come January 6th or 7th, I don't know if they have the date now. It's going to be uh, the Mercedes Benz uh, in the Merce- Merce- uh, not Mercedes uh, Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, at the last game of the season. The foul is going to come to town. And if we win, I think that could come down to it. we're going to win the NFC South. So now we're in the postseason. But uh, let's say we don't have a good showing, or the offense is not prolific like we'd like it to be. Well, then Dennis Allen stays on board, and then he gets a new offensive coordinator. Because if you think about it, Pete Carmichael originally,
1: he didn't even want to be the
5: offensive coordinator. He's never wanted to be the offensive coordinator. They kind of forced him into it. Well, you're familiar uh, with the offense. You bring stability and all that. Uh, But he never... Uh, they almost had to entice him to come back and be the coordinator because it's Sean Payton's offense. But uh, I-, I could see a scenario that everyone's still going to be friends, uh, that Dennis Allen is still here next year, depending on what happens on the latter part of the season, and Pete Carmichael's no longer here, but then he goes back to his old role with Sean Payton in Denver. And what he did, yeah. with, Drew, what he did with Drew Brees coming over from San Diego – Uh, with the Saints, Drew Brees, Pete Carmichael, and Sean Payton. And then Drew Brees is not part of the mix anymore, obviously. But then it would be uh, Pete Carmichael with Drew Brees in Denver and the Saints get a new offensive coordinator for next season. Well,
2: you mentioned Drew Brees. So that was my next question, Bobby. What would it take and would he even consider being our offensive coordinator? Because the man obviously can draw up some plays. He and Sean Payton work so well together. Is it a possibility we could – Drew, yeah, yeah, nah, well, uh,
5: no, I, I think where Drew's at, and he's highly competitive, uh, now, that'd be a direct question uh, towards him, but I think uh, his involvement in the family man that he is, and uh, his kids in their age, that he would not do that, because it's not like he has to do this for a living. Now, does he want to scratch that itch, because uh, I'm so competitive? I want to be able to run an offense and then I run offense and eventually I would be a head coach. His wife would probably uh, tell him, you, you got to communicate with your wife because you're not the only one. She might say no, but hell no. Once uh, you involved with the kid's life, you finish uh, 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 playing and you were in the limelight. Now you got to give back to your family because the money's not an issue. You know, because some people, uh, they coach and they go different places because uh, they want to have a great living. And they want to get paid, like uh, Jimbo Fisher. He goes to Texas A&M. Uh-huh. Did, didn't he hit the coaching lottery? <laughs> He's getting paid seventy million not to coach. You got to be kidding me! Like even my uh, my roommate, college roommate, Coach O. I think he got right under eighteen million, whatever, not to coach. So uh, all of a sudden, oh man, you must feel bad if uh, the coach got fired. Feel bad. <laughs> uh, and listen, you know what I feel bad for. Uh, and Jim Kelly, uh, the old Buffalo Bills quarterback, uh, being from Pennsylvania, when his dad had to support about seven or eight kids, I don't know. I, I think he was a steel worker or something, and then he got laid off. How in the hell I'm going to feed my family? Now that's adversity, that's stress. So when you when you look at like you got to keep it in perspective. So when you look at a coach, oh man, a coaching life. No, you got to have a special woman uh, if you're a coach's wife, because you're not home. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, you stay there till 11 or midnight. You got to be back there at 7 in the morning. Now, you might have about five or six weeks off uh, after minicamp or mandatory minicamp into training camp, whatever. But it's very demanding, and you might have to move. You know, it's kind of military brat with your kids and all that. So I think—I can't think of her name now. What's Drew's wife's name? Brittany. Brittany. Brittany's saying, uh, no, I I like our life in San Diego— uh, with the kids, and then you know you go mingle with New Orleans people and go do all that and all that. But uh, no, uh, uh, you can coach your kids. I don't want you coaching pros.
4: We're going to be closing down the Siroc Point after coming out you right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Back here on the Siroc Point after, want to clear out some of our great callers on the line. Sam and Laplace, what you got for us today, Sam?
2: Yeah, uh, my first point. I got four different things to discuss. First point. I think the coach needs to go because in two years we haven't haven't seen no progress. Then for the quarterback, I think we got stuck on that deal paying how many, one hundred and twenty three million and he's not showing me that. Well a lot of millions. And our, <laughs> yeah, and our coach has no emotion. He
5: don't get on nobody, he don't fuss with nobody. I want a coach that gets on players that mess up, you know? Right, kind of Bill Purcells, uh, Sean Payton like Jim Morrow. Yeah, uh, you don't have that Sam and Dennis Allen. I mean, he wants to go along to get along. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's the perception out there with the public.
4: Yeah, it was pretty rough to see this squad. Obviously, you know, when they're struggling so much, I don't know a lot of folks expecting to see the coach – blowing up on the sideline. I mean, you saw Peyton get aggravated at times, but I don't think you ever saw him lose his cool with players.
5: Well, uh, like, he doesn't challenge the players. Uh, It's like, I mean, not necessarily making excuses for him, but do you see him, like, uh, maybe uh, challenging a player? I don't know. Uh, This day and age, the players might be different and how you deal with them, but... um, I'm kind of old school mentality and, and that um, maybe you could confront players or not. Now they might say in the meeting room, behind closed doors, you're able to do that. There might be a lot of that, that we don't know what's going on. But I just think the fan base wants to see more passion from their coaches, what they perceive as passion. Let's
4: pause 10 seconds right now to let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Tough one today, folks. Saints going down 24-15 to the Falcons in the ATL. want to thank our team behind the scenes of the Saints Radio Network, executive producers Diane Newman and Kevin Cassidy, Saints sales manager DePaul Smith, assistant producer Ian Hoke, associate producer Scott Colomb. studio producers Charlie Long, Cullen Steele and Chris Coleman, plus station engineers Danny Miller and Ernie Kane. On behalf of our Saints Radio broadcast team, Mike Hall, Deuce McAllister, Jeff Nowak, and Robert Cameron. Carol. Thank you for listening to Saints Football. Join us next week when the Black and Gold will be hosting the Detroit Lions. I'm Steve Geller. Talk to you next week right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, say good night to the Hats.
5: All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Hopefully, go Saints.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue.